0: DJ Psyched, and you're listening to the Get Psyched Podcast. Let's get psyched together. I'm DJ Psyched, you're listening to the Get Psyched Podcast, and today we're getting psyched with Jonah. We're going to be talking a bit about writing, so just to start things off, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do, and specifically, I guess, what you do with writing?
1: Okay, my name is Jonah. Uh, I do a lot of things. Uh, writing being one of them. One of my favorite things to do. I publish on Medium. So I do poetry and non-fiction pieces. And yeah, I really enjoy writing. It's one of my passions. It sounds really cliche to say that, but you know, as a writer, it's important to, to, to be passionate, I think, um, and to imbue your work with that passion because that's where the good stuff is and I write about anything and everything uh, on medium I've been writing about you know experiences at university kind of like pseudo memoir stuff I shouldn't say pseudo like kind of like memoir stuff non creative non-fiction pieces about my time at university to um, you know photography which is another one of my hobbies uh, also um, I read about aliens. I've written two articles about aliens and I'm not some kind of conspiracy theorist. I guess some people might label me that, but I don't want to get lumped into a niche. So I I very intentionally write about various subjects, uh, which I mean, could also be a disadvantage for, for me as a writer on Medium because I, I think it is important to find a niche, or find some, just some comfort zone, or some, some field or domain that your readers will expect. It gives your readers something to expect from you, I guess. But with me, and you know, knowing me and my various interests and my ADHD, it's, it's impossible to fixate on one thing or to stay on one topic for a long period of time. As you probably know, Leanne, I'm <laughs> quite a quite a divergent thinker and I, I jump from one topic to, talk, to another and that's it definitely shows with my writing. But I guess what ties it all together is that I, I try to write from, from my voice. And that's something I've, I've developed for years is uh, a unique style and a unique voice uh otherwise what separates my writing from everybody else's writing right it's, it's it's my style and my voice that I've developed over over years
0: nice and you want to just say a little bit more about the multidisciplinary aspect because I think that's pretty big for how your writing ends up being because I think when you are multidisciplinary and you mm-hmm. do a lot of different things it kind of shows through in your writing
1: yeah um on medium which is you know a Good thing about you know publications like or platforms like Medium. I don't want to call Medium a publication because it's more so a platform for publications and for published writing, and self-publishing. Um, I can add images, and header images, and you know body images or like images in, in, the, in the body of the text of of an article, and oftentimes they're my own photos and my own graphics that I've I've designed for the article. So it makes it more my own thing, I guess. And um, it makes it more of a product of, of, of my multiple disciplines that I practice. Uh, So as I mentioned, I'm into photography as well. I'm into visual art and graphic design. Um, And I'm also a podcaster, I have my own podcast, uh, Overthinkers Anonymous. And I shout out my articles on, on my podcast. So I guess my, my published works are linked in a way. Um, And it's nice to have multiple platforms to like Instagram and a medium account and a Twitter and a Facebook where you can link to all these multiple works. I don't know. It's, it's nice to have that um, thing that ties them together that aspect of it that, you know, ties them together, makes them exist in relation to each other. So that it's, it's like I'm creating like a network of works or a a world maybe, if that doesn't sound too grandiose.
0: No. Yeah. No, I, I completely understand because I think we're very similar in all those aspects. Like I definitely, Am a writer myself, but I don't only write. Like I just couldn't either. I don't think I could stop myself in doing just one thing. Like I considered briefly to cut myself from the podcasting world so that I could focus on my writing. And I just couldn't do it. Like I just couldn't give it up. I, I enjoy doing it too much. And I think that um with that, I end up like, if I pick something up, because I'm very prone to picking up a new kind of art or whatever, instead of replacing the old stuff, I've learned to just kind of make like everything connected in its own ways. And I think in that way, we're kind of similar because my podcast and Mm -hmm. my website and everything, it's all under a similar name. And it's kind of become like a theme in a sense, although everything is very different. I try to tie it together. So would you say that everything that you do, your podcast, the writing, anything else you create, is it all, like you said, it's like a world. So it's all, it's all connected, right? Is what you're saying. Like, it's not like these are separate things that you're trying to do. You're trying to make it one big thing that, do you, are, do you see it as a reflection of yourself do you see it as a mission or something because I kind of see mine as a very small reflection of myself because obviously it's not 100% me but I like to think that it's also a mission so like with your world what are you trying to create exactly do you know
1: I don't know exactly um because I feel like they're all reflections of me but they're not as you said they're they're maybe partial reflection reflections they're not like the whole me um, and I, I don't want to define myself by what I do, by my work. I've, I've said that many times in the past that like, I'm not trying to, um, establish my identity through my, through my work. Um, I guess I, I'm just trying to, like we said on, on my podcast on, uh, episode 10 of overthinkers anonymous, we kind of ended off on the note that the meaning of life is to create something that lasts. Yeah. So I think that's kind of what I'm trying to do. Um, I, I, I guess the real answer is though that I don't think about it too much. I just do things and I, I don't think about the, the big picture as much. I, like I think about, you know what I every single thing that I do, I put 100% of myself into it, but I don't think about my entire legacy or my entire body of work as being one thing or one world, but I guess it's, it's my, my content, like my footprint or my, um, my, uh, how, how would you, my garden, maybe my online, <laughs> online yeah. garden of, of work. Cause okay. it, it sounds better than body work. It sounds more glamorous. I think having a garden of work and, with, with a garden, you can have multiple different types of flowers blossoming and the conditions have to be right, right. <laughs> the yeah. the um, temperature has to be right, you, you tend to it. And I don't know, I think it's important to revisit it and, and not just, you know, frivolously throw things out into the void and see what sticks, you know what I mean, I think it's important to. Preserve what you what you've made and enjoy what you've made and share what you've made. Um, Yeah, because I feel like we live in a we live in a world where it's all about content creation, content creation, content creation. And it seems the the trend seems to be that you you make stuff and you just throw it out there and you just kind of forget about it and you're on to the next thing. That's something I don't necessarily vibe with is just like I believe that these things should last. And if you're not making things that last, if you're making things that are just, you know, going to get you attention for maybe five minutes and then it's on to the next thing and you forget about that TikTok or you forget about that tweet, you know, I don't know. I maybe I'm maybe I'm putting too much value into every single piece that I make, but I, I Believe that you know we're creating things that are going to be are going to outlast us. So that's what I have in mind is you know the future like posterity. How how am I going to be perceived by future generations by my children and my children's children if I have children, or like by 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 the future. How how is the future going to perceive me? How how are the aliens going to going to perceive me? You know like what are they going to infer about the life I lived and the kind of person that I was you know, where, where my mind wandered and, you know, the things I thought about, what I studied, yeah. what, I, what I dealt with in life, or what, I, what I've been through.
0: Yeah, that, that definitely makes sense. <laughs> and I guess what I'm wondering is then, um, as a writer, like, do you have any certain goals for yourself? Like, maybe not like in the sense of like, oh, well, I, I don't know. In the sense that you, like you said, you like to make things that last and are meaningful. Do you have any very specific goals? Cause I know that you've talked about different writing projects that you worked on. I think you talked about it when we did the podcast together. So is there anything like you would really love to do? Like, I I mean, personally, I read somewhere in a book once a book I really love that they said like writing a book is one of the best things that you could do for yourself and preserving your legacy. Is that something that you also think as a writer like long bodies of works?
1: Oh yeah, hundred percent. I'm writing a book. Uh, fiction science fiction novel and it's kind of on one level it's it's a dystopian utopian dystopian or as margaret atwood would call it utopian novel but on another level it's um, it's kind of a allegorical autobiography especially book three or part three Um, i don't want to spoil too much but like part three mirrors a lot of my life and it gets very real, I guess. It gets very personal. Even though the, the character isn't necessarily me, it's it's kind of like an avatar for me. Uh, and I, I do have an avatar in the novel. Like my, One of my main characters, William, William Blue, is essentially who I would be in that world had I existed in that world that I'm writing in, that I'm writing about in the year 2033. Uh, he's he's essentially just oh, can you hear me yeah um he's essentially just uh a mirror of me i guess but not not again like we said earlier like a partial mirror not not a whole reflection of who i am and he's definitely not one-to-one uh a one-to-one translation of of my personality he's definitely his own being his own character and he, he's got his own personality but I feel like if you were to study this novel that I'm writing, if you were to analyze it, you'd probably be able to pick out a lot of my life and, you know, my experiences within the novel. So I think that's, that's been my goal for a long time is writing, is writing this novel. I've been writing it since I was 19. So it's about eight years in the making. Um, and yeah, it's, it's kind of like a, a mirror of my life, but not really. It's like an allegorical autobiography, as I said. And uh, yeah, it's a lot about, a lot of it is about finding yourself too and and figuring it out, figuring out this whole life thing in, in a larger than life world with larger than life characters. But um, yeah, that's basically uh, the gist of it
0: yeah well that's awesome i i think i've done very similarly with my writings i actually had this weird thing for a while where every short story i wrote the main character's name started with an l just because mine does Uh, all like almost all of my main characters from anything that i wrote like in college, their names started with an L and I felt like I always put a a part of myself into the characters. I feel like that kind of made them more real to me Mm. and made me resonate the story more. So I guess what I want to ask you is what would you say you write for? Because personally, when I write, I think my writing becomes one reflection for myself. Like I feel like there's so many times that I've started writing and just had grand epiphanies is why I'm, I stand by writing and I love to write. like whether I post the writing or not, sometimes I'll just journal to write for myself. So I think like writing for me is like a sense of reflection, but it's also a form of expression and trying to explain myself to others. So what inspired you to start writing and what do you see writing as for you? like what what is writing to you?
1: Oh yeah, that was really well put. Um, I'm gonna steal some of your words and <laughs> say reflection and expression. Because like, yeah, reflection, like through journaling and through like my own just free writing or like sometimes I do poetry, free writing poetry. um, It's a way to externalize your thoughts, right? It's a way to look into your, your mind's activity or like look into the information that's passing through your mind and processing it in a way where you can reflect on it and even analyze it in a way that's different from, just thinking about your thoughts. Uh, There's something about writing something down and then actually viewing it from an outsider's perspective or like from a, even from the audience, an audience perspective. Uh, Because really when you're journaling, you're your own audience and uh, you're writing for yourself. Uh, And yeah, it's just a way for me to reflect and, I guess, better understand myself, better better understand the workings of my own mind. It's also, on the other side, it's expression. So it's a way for me to, I guess, express myself. As simple as that, no, no reason to overcomplicate it further than self-expression um, and creating something beautiful, creating something meaningful, insightful. Um, Entertaining. I, I love to entertain, and I guess provoke thoughts and provoke feelings, or or in, evoke feelings in people. Evoke feelings of beauty. Um, for me, writing is also about the the artistic. Um, the, the artistic arrangement of words. I, I really love, you know, literary authors like Oscar Wilde, uh, Nabokov, uh, who, like, and then poets like William Blake, Edgar Allan Poe. And like, those are just a handful of many, many authors that inspire me to create beautiful language. And there's so many ways language can be beautiful. Um, You can write about, you know, love. You can write about nature. You can write about sci-fi or even dark, gothic, grotesque things, and still make it poetic and beautiful. Um, For me personally, uh, I like to find the, the middle ground between poetry and prose. And one of the articles that I posted on Medium called Welcome to Your Life Now in Ultra HD, which I, I had a feeling that you were gonna bring this up anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that article experiments with like poetic prose with like short punchy paragraphs that, um, you know, like brevity is a soul of wit, like Oscar Wilde says. So like they're brief punchy thoughts that express a lot with very little. And the whole article is a 14-minute read, but it's it's just full of those punchy thoughts. You know what I mean? And I I feel like it makes it more easy to consume too, especially in today's world where uh the short form is more favored, I guess, you know? Yeah. Um and that's why um I I like to write more like just punchy punchier sentences rather than long form paragraphs. But I don't wanna pigeonhole myself into that kind of writing either. I, I do write long paragraphs too. It's just depends on the article and whatever the article needs and whatever the individual, each individual paragraph needs, right? Like to bring it back to the topic though, um, writing is just about reflection and artistic expression me Uh, personal reflection introspection um and yeah and and then expression reflection and expression that's my answer
0: (laughs) yeah and i mean i think that's like what a lot of uh like art is is like expression and reflection so is writing one of like you, you said it's like one of your big things what made writing so specifically a thing to focus on. I know you do a lot of things, but you do. You were very passionate. You were very passionate about talking about writing. So I'm wondering, what is it specifically about writing that entices you, and what maybe inspired you to choose writing as something to really focus on?
1: Um, that's a good question. Uh, I've always been a big reader. I've always loved reading. It's one of my first loves. Uh, my mom used to read to me, and instilled this love of prose and literature even poetry but it was more so like books like storybooks and works like Harry Potter or you know Lemony Snicket's a series unfortunate events yeah or you know she used to well specifically Harry Potter and uh, children's books like that like my mom used to read that to me when I was young and I just always appreciated the written word um and i've always just wanted to myself write magic into like write write like magical words you know um there's there's magic to language there's like when you come across a passage that really hits you there's magic there you know that like a passage that gives you frissons or chills or this feeling that you just read something that was true or something that was really resonated something that really resonated with you or even something that rocks your world you know that I get those feelings when I read like just really good writing and uh, I want to I want to be what I want to be responsible for that feeling, <laughs> for in, invoking that feeling in people. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know how else to describe it, and I don't know what else to say about that because it's, it's very intuitive to me. It's just it's just in my nature to write. Um, and I, I guess, yeah, the. I've always been immersed in literature and stories. And, you know, as much as I love movies, like r- stories are rooted in oral tradition, right? And like language, stories are rooted in in verbal communication, or just linguistic communication. And uh, yeah, I, I I love telling stories and yeah. uh, make people feel things.
0: yeah Yeah, definitely and I think that that is uh something I think a lot of a lot of writers can say is that it kind of just comes naturally after a while especially when you have a love for reading originally so one thing so that part I think comes naturally to a lot of people too and one thing I find interesting because when I when we first like I don't know online met I guess you would say when when we met through reddit and like ended up like doing these podcasts together. Um, I thought your concept was really interesting and pretty like relatable. The overthinkers anonymous thing, just kind of mm-hmm. letting yourself talk about whatever you want, kind of making a free flow space. And I see that in your writing, you also don't hold yourself back, which was something mm-hmm. I really resonated with. Cause like, I, I agree that having like a niche is really important for a lot of creators, but I personally have a hard time with that too. That's why I create so many different kinds of content. Um, so how, how did you go about, like, was it easy and natural for you to get that kind of, I guess, concept flowing? Like, was it just like, oh yeah, if I'm going to make something clearly, it's going to be very free. Like this is going to be whatever topic I want, or did it take you a while to find yourself to where you are now? Like to come up with the podcast, do names and stuff come easily to you? Or was this something that you tweaked over time?
1: Hmm. I love how you, uh, shovel on these, you pile on these questions <laughs> and, uh, just, um, spark up these, these networks of thought, these neural networks in my mind. And now I am like experiencing analysis paralysis of where, where I'm going to go. It's kind of, this is very on brand for me as an overthinker to just, uh, not know where to take the conversation next. But, um, can you, can you rephrase the question?
0: Yeah, definitely. So as far as being a creator oh, goes, I, I think okay. a lot of people, yeah. tend to have, do you got an answer now or do you want me to try and explain it?
1: Um, I, I feel like it, it, it's always, it has always come naturally to me. Um, like just creating just, and not limiting myself to one thing, uh, in terms of names i feel like names come naturally too um i feel like i just discover my process or the my process is one of discovery i i tend to find the words as i write them and i, t- I tend to find stories as i write them i tend to discover a podcast as i record it i, I don't have a set plan. I'm a, more of a gardener than an architect in terms of like that classic distinction that writers make between like plotting a story and like plotting it from like making blueprints of where a story is going to go or mat, a roadmap as opposed to being a gardener and just planning seeds and seeing what sprouts. Um. That's not to say that I don't like planning though. I do like to plan, but not to the point where it restricts me, because, uh, like you said, I I don't really want to carve out a niche because uh, that would feel too restrictive, and um, I personally just I personally just want to discover things as they as they happen. Like it's I, it's the spontaneous side of me uh, wanting to, I guess. Develop works without imposing too much expectations or too much of my desires of what I want a work to be. Because with with my novel, for example, or with with my medium articles, I might have an idea, but you know the idea might change or transform or evolve into something else entirely, and I'm not going to stop it from doing that. Uh, I like to just again discover what a thing is or what a thing wants to be and it it sounds strange because it's almost like I'm treating it like a living being separate from myself but to me that's kind of what it is on some level um it's kind of like a child you know like that I'm raising I'm not gonna impose too much of my own expectations on a piece of writing or on a on a work of a piece of visual art. I'm going to help it develop into what it is, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that does make a lot of sense. How long? I should have asked this question earlier, actually. How long have you been writing? And on top of that, just so it's not too complicated, how long have you been writing? And since you started writing, has there been any big things that you've learned maybe about yourself or about the craft or? Anything that maybe you wish you knew back when you started?
1: Um, I've been writing since I was very young. Um, I guess I've been writing my whole life. I, to be honest with you, because like um, as I said, my mom read to me when I was younger, and she'd also write down stories that I tell, I I'd orally just say stories it'd come to my head and she'd write them down for me and we'd them together in little books. And I think I still have some, uh, but <laughs> when, once I was able to start writing, um, I would do that myself. I just write, I'd stable these pages together and write stories. I think I might've been like three or four years old at that time or whenever, whenever, whatever age it was, right, was capable of Writing stuff down, with a pen or a pencil, that's when I first started writing stories. <laughs> but um, so yeah, when I say my my whole life, I, I don't know. I've always I've always been a storyteller, and yeah, I've always done that. I, I for as long as I can remember, I've always written short stories. I I know in junior high, I developed an obsession with writing short stories and publishing them online for online communities. I really just grew up in the perfect time to be a writer. You know, I'm a child of the internet age. Uh, I was born in the 90s. So, you know, kind of grew up on the internet as a lot of people have in this day and age. But I I found a writing community or a writing website called StoryWrite. I don't know if they still exist, but they were kind of like Wattpad before Wattpad. Because I think Wattpad is like the big, big name now in uh community, like a community based, an online community based on sharing your writing. I might be wrong. There might be another one other other than like, you know, medium. And in terms of short stories, like, I feel like Wattpad's the, the main one. Am I wrong? I think. Uh,
0: no, I think Wattpad is.
1: That's the name that point. comes to mind when you. Think of like sharing short stories online, right? But yeah. I used to write for Wattpad too when Wattpad got big. And um yeah, and I've always just been a writer. And uh did I answer all all of your questions?
0: <laughs> well, the the part that I'd I'd really like to focus on at the end of this podcast is kind of what have you learned? Like is, is there any lessons, hmm. anything big that stood out to you?
1: Oh, okay. And if there's anything that I wish I would have known yeah in the past um honestly I wish I would have implemented a structure like made more time for writing way back when um but I don't know it's it's not that big of a deal now because like I do make time for writing now I do sometimes well I, I try to make an effort to you know, carve out some time in my day for writing, but back then I didn't have a routine. I didn't have any notion of of setting aside time. I guess, well, back then, at, at the same time, back then I did have more time to write. So it's kind of a moot point at this point um, to say that I wanted, I should have made more time for writing when I did have a lot of time for writing and I did spend a lot of time writing. But maybe more of a, like, I guess, for people listening to this who, Want to get into writing? I think having a, a routine and carving out time to write, rather than just writing when you feel like writing, which is what I've always done for most of my life up until recently. I like up until the past few years for me personally as a writer. Um, it really helps to have time out of, time out of your day dedicated just to writing. Um, I also feel. The best times to write are, and this is just my personal preference, is either when I wake up or when I'm about to go to bed. So either really early in the morning or really late at night. Because that's when the ideas are are more accessible, in my opinion, or even after I meditate. Um, if I could go back in time, I'd tell myself to meditate more and try to find ideas through that, um, through meditation. Because that silences the default mode network or it, it takes you out of the default mode network of your everyday um mundane way of thinking yeah. and you know puts you in a state where you're more open and more I guess you attract more ideas because I, I to bring it back to the idea that these works are kind of like separate beings from you like i believe ideas are also alive in a sense and um doing things that take you out of your default mode network like meditation or even going for a walk or anything that puts you in a flow state will put you in a mindset for finding fishing out these novel ideas so to speak
0: yeah That's actually a really good point that you bring up, having one, like a routine for writing. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think that's something that a lot of people lack, including myself. I definitely have been trying to etch in more writing time because I do think that I used to do the same thing and I still do a lot of the times. Like I just write whenever I'm just in the mood, but that kind of can sometimes leave me with periods of time where I'm not writing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I completely agree on the walking thing. That's actually one of... I think the uh, not just walking, but finding that time to mentally just be in the writing, or just be with yourself, and just being out of the chaos of the world. Because I find that the the times that is hardest to write is like during the day. Like you're completely right. If you write yeah. during the day, you have all these worries in your head. Uh, you got work to think about. There's all there's always chores to do around the house, and it's just there's too much going on, and it's hard to like writing is something you have to be in, you have to be very present in the moment. You can't write in multitask. You can't write when there's other things you're thinking about doing. It has to be in that moment, just writing. And I think, like you said, like a flow state, I think writing is one of the easiest ways to get into a flow state. Cause I find that once mm-hmm. I actually get myself down and I start typing out everything else, it doesn't matter for those few minutes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, It's it's like, and you also have to just let yourself go. You just, just have to let go. That's a big part of the process. Is not rereading what you just wrote and then judging it. Because that's something I, I tend to do, too.
0: Yeah.
1: Is uh, typing, like typing out a paragraph and then rereading it, and then thinking, oh, that sounds stupid. What did I write that? <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's better to just let yourself write and until until you run out of words, and then also. Don't judge yourself too harshly for what you wrote, because it's not like every word you write or every sentence you write is going to be gold. Uh, that that has that takes a process too, in order to make something that's to, in order to make gold. When it comes to writing, it, right. it takes a lot of time and and effort and energy. Uh, yeah. But I guess part of the whole letting yourself go thing is also that, that ties into the whole discovery aspect of, of my process is um, just exploring, there's, there's an exploratory aspect to that. Um, and just, you know, finding, finding ideas, because they're out there, you know, um, yeah, and and not criticizing them too much, because that, that's when you're overthinking. That's, that's when the thinking too much happens when, when you think too much, you inhibit yourself from creating gold it's it's alchemy really you know like that's that's what writing is to me i should have said that earlier because that's more dramatic and more (laughs) more poetic is to call writing alchemy yeah because yeah you're you're really creating gold out of like the building blocks of reality which is language
0: yeah or information Sorry, I just lost my thought.
1: That's okay. <laughs> um,
0: hey, what were you saying? Because I think I can find it again.
1: Oh, let's find this thought, this runaway thought. Um, alchemy, gold, um, building blocks of reality. Just <laughs> very philosophical and metaphysical to say. Oh
0: yeah. What I was going to say was that, um, and it pertains to something you said a while ago, is like not controlling what you do, but kind of letting it be what it wants to be. I Mm. think that the importance to me, at least of of meditating or being in a very calm and clear state when when creating anything, but especially with writing, is that usually I'll have an idea, right? Just a small idea, a very small idea. When I go into writing, I usually don't even... Try to like have a a set title when I start writing because if I already deem what the work is going to be, it's going to sound too forced. What I try Mm -hmm. to do is just like have the vague thought, like, what is it that I'm trying to say here? What is it that I'm trying to write? And just start writing. And usually, like, I'd say 99% of the time when I just let myself write based on one thought, it'll come out completely different than I envisioned it when I started writing. And it's whenever I try to make a writing too specific, like overplan it, that it doesn't end up sounding good to me or it doesn't end up feeling real. Like it has to be like, when I'm sitting there writing, I'm in such a clear state and I just let it be, or else I feel like it just becomes obvious that I overthought the whole piece. And it, mm. the, the point, usually I when I say a concept, I mean, I have just a vague concept. As I'm writing, the epiphany happens and you can almost see it in my writing, that moment where I realize what the point is because I don't have a word limit or anything. It's not like I ever write and I'm like, okay, I need to write this many words. I'm just like, I need to write until I get whatever the point is. And I don't know what the point is usually when I start something, but by the end of it, I'm like, okay, I understand the point. Now my reader's going to understand the point. This is where it finishes. Do you have any kind of like process like that for your writing that you do? Or is free handing like a big part of your process too?
1: Yeah, definitely. I do like to have titles and overarching concepts and basic direction uh, of a single direction, at least, or uh, maybe, uh, let's say, let's say I'm going down an infinite vaporwave highway. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'd like to be going north rather than going like north and then going trying west. Like I'd like to stay in one direction and see where that takes me. Yeah. Uh, Or I just switch lanes and try another, try another direction. Or switch switch highways maybe, or yeah. this is this whole thing. This whole metaphor is infinite. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> um, there's so many places you can you can take your writing, and it it helps to have structure and constraints. Uh, I took a writing class in university. Uh, one of my favorite writing classes is actually called Story Games. Uh, and I was gonna shout out my professor Thomas Wharton. He's dope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> University of Alberta. Uh, yeah, I was a creative writing minor. By the way, uh, just thought I'd drop that piece of information for the listeners. Nice. Um, yeah. Sorry for the big for the long pause. But I, I'm realizing that your listeners don't know a thing about me. So, uh, yeah, I'm a. I graduated from University of Alberta with a psych degree. Me major in psych and minor in creative writing and i took a class called story games and that class was all about writing within constraints and within certain sets of rules so um what was the name of the the ulipo hold on uh the ulipo i, I think i'm butchering the pronunciation but it's a, it was a This was a gathering of French-speaking writers, uh, in a university. I don't know if they were. I don't know if they were where they were based, but um, oh, it it was the Collège de Pataphysique. It's a French college. It it was a subcommittee uh, called Ulipo, kind of like a a student group, I guess, and. uh, they, they practice writing within constraints and uh, different structures and just ways, ways in which you can like, I guess, restrict yourself as a writer in order to create, because if you if you have no restrictions and you're just totally free to write about whatever you want, it can be difficult to settle in on or to hone in on, on a one, Overarching theme or idea or direction or point, but if you have if you write within a certain set of rules or a certain structure or a certain technique, maybe like to give you an example, um, maybe maybe you want to write from the perspective of of an animal or you know a first person, like you as a writer, you have. Certain narrative modes, right, and points of view. And you can view those as constraints, but like you can even take it a step further by, you know, writing of a constraint. <laughs> there, there are constraints here. I'm looking on the Wikipedia page um, S plus seven, or sometimes it's called N plus seven. So you replace every noun in the text with the seventh noun after it in a dictionary. So for example, call me Ishmael some years ago becomes call me Islander some years ago. Y E G G S interesting so this is obviously like a game you can play with your writing but that can lead into maybe a new story idea or you know what i mean um there's also one of the techniques i used was using tarot cards um to plot out a story and you don't have to like necessarily write about say maybe you drew a you know seven of pentacles uh you don't have to write about like pentacles or seven. Um, you can maybe write about a knight or a character who found like seven, so, some seven, seven items or like seven MacGuffins <laughs> and uh, went to, I don't know, um, a hotel or went to a space station or I don't know, you can, there, there are so many sources of information around you. You know what I mean? And I guess one of the, uh, if you were to take away any, anything from this rambling, um, it's that ideas are all around us. And if you restrict yourself with certain rules, you're able to better allow those ideas to flourish maybe. Does that make sense yeah um yeah please cut that please edit that down <laughs> um, Yeah.
0: Totally,
1: I totally lost my train of thought as i was speaking and um yeah but it's, it's hard to explain without concrete examples but like even even rhymes rhymes are a form of constraint and you can choose a certain rhyming pattern or even like Shakespeare's uh, use of, uh, what's it called? Iambic pentameter. That's another example of a constraint. About what you said about titles. I think titles are a good way to add limitations to what you want to write. And I, I guess there could be a delicate balance there of like not restricting yourself too much. Um, with a title, because the title is obviously going to influence what you're writing about. And I I come from, like, I guess where we differ, I come from the standpoint of liking to work with titles and finding the story from a title. Um, but at the same time, I do like the other way around, too, where you don't have a title and you find the title after you write the piece. Yeah. Uh, But if I'm doing it the first way where I have a title and I'm finding the piece uh, with a title in mind, that title isn't concrete. It can be subject to change too.
0: Yeah. And and that's kind of what I meant more so. It's not like I don't ever have any title when I start writing, Mm -hmm. but whenever I write, I put a title down that I know I'm not going to keep because I think the title is going to be influenced by what ends up happening in this in whatever I'm writing, because there have been times where I like I have a title and then the concept is in it. And when I finish, either there is some phrase that really stands out to me in it or some concept that really pushes through. And I'm like, okay, the title will reflect the piece better if I change the title at that point. Uh, yeah. So I understand what you're saying because I mean, if I were to just sit there and write and just be like freehand, absolutely no concept, I think none of the blog posts I make would ever make sense. <laughs> but right. having like certain limitations. And I think that's where the concept of like a niche or like, for me, I guess I like to think of it as like a fluid genre when I write, because there are like certain topics that I like to speak on. Like, I think for me personally, nonfiction is a big thing because I like talking about um, growth and topics in life. But I think what's, what's important to me is not to restrict myself from allowing myself to bring other things in because Mm -hmm. I think while having one concept is Is vital honestly for a writing because if you go too many places your piece isn't going to make sense and it's going to be harder to enjoy while reading it there's got to be like that one central theme but what i like to think of it as if we're going to use the highway analogy is like you've got a highway you're riding on but you still want like pretty scenery around that highway
1: yeah true i like that i like that and um you want you want the ride to be exciting Yeah, too. And you don't want it to be predictable.
0: Yeah. And I think like with this analogy, to me, the most essential thing is that one, the story starts somewhere, right? You got to get in the car at some point Mm -hmm. and then go down the highway. And there's got to be a destination because I think the biggest problem I had when I first started writing is that I never really stopped the car anywhere. (laughs) It's just Uh. like the highway ended and the car never stopped. So it feels like the ride has to stop, you know, like it doesn't make sense to go on a road trip with no end.
1: Right, makes sense. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah.
0: So yeah, I guess my last uh, big question that I want for you is, um, do you have any like golden nugget, I guess, <laughs> so something vital you would want people to take away from this, maybe something about you or something about writing. you know, I- I'm gonna give you free reign to go wherever you want with this.
1: Okay, well. As I mentioned, I do want to bring up that No Death, No Fear book by Thich Nhat Hanh. Yeah. uh, Who is uh, famous for writing about meditation and Zen and Buddhism. And um, yeah, I think one of the passages that I, I was reading right before this interview was how in order for certain flowers to blossom... Uh, during the season the conditions have to be right and that's kind of like a metaphor for a lot of things to me not just life but uh, for writing like you gotta have the conditions have to be right Uh, and there's a lot that you can control in relation to that in relation to putting yourself in the right writing mindset or you know doing what you can in order to arrange the conditions in order to make the stars align so that your writing can be its best I guess to to put out your best work and I think what I've learned is the best writing uh, or the best times for me to write is when I'm actively living my life and I know it's hard to live your life quote-unquote during a pandemic but um, for me the the right conditions of writing is for when I'm you know live, having experiences that inspire me or talking to people that inspire me or going places that you know challenge my my everyday perceptions or my everyday my default mode network that you know places that put me in a flow state places that show me new things that give me new experiences. I don't know when i'm when i'm having the time of my life when I'm falling in love or when I'm getting my heart broken. You know, that's what's when I get a lot of really good material. Um for good art is when I'm, you know, living my life, I guess. That's the best way for me to put it. It's the most general way for me to put it. And I know it's very abstract, but oh, yeah. That's that's when the right conditions are those those are the right conditions for good writing and good material is when I'm living my life and I'm not holding myself back from living. Uh, I have to gain experiences in order to transmute those experiences into my work, Uh, because if I'm just sitting on my ass like in, in my room or in my workspace trying to come up with ideas staring at a blank page well, you know, there's only so much I can pull from if I'm not living my life, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I completely, completely agree. I think that is where all the best art comes from, when you're living, truly living and experiencing and making the art afterwards, you know, Mm -hmm. like letting that be a guide for creating because, I mean, art is a reflection of life, life is a reflection of art, yada, yada. But (laughs) But I think it's important to live and experience I think that's where the best art comes from I think it'd be impossible honestly in my opinion to create if there wasn't anything you're going through because I mean everything I create and I think any creator who's doing it because they love it and is not doing it as a motivation of money or something the reason you do it is because you're you want to create something relevant something that you can relate to something other Mm -hmm. people can relate to and you can only make something relevant if you're living (laughs)
1: Yeah, the human experience, right? We're all yeah. pulling from the human experience, assuming that you're a human listening to this. If you're an animal <laughs> or an alien, I, I guess you can write about the animal or the alien experience too. But um, yeah, like in order to to plant seeds in your writing, you need to have the seeds planted in you. Does that make sense? That, it's kind of a weird metaphor. <laughs> yeah. Because now I have the image of like, flowers sprouting up from my ears and you know (laughs) my my nostrils and whatever orifice you you want to name but
0: (laughs) that would make a cool photo (laughs) it'd be an
1: interesting photo yeah that's a good idea um i'll have to write that down for later um but yeah in order to write about life you had to live your life um because that's what's interesting that's what's that's what people like to read is you know they like to see themselves people like to see themselves in what they read in in the characters that they read or they like to relate to what they read and um or i mean i i do personally
0: yeah
1: um that's where i where i experience person is when i read something that resonates with me that i feel like i have experienced that too or i feel like i can put myself in this character's shoes or this narrator's shoes and really understand what they meant or what what the writer meant when they wrote that thing. Because a lot of the time, like good writing speaks about things that are universal or things that are commonly experienced by humans. Yeah. (laughs) And as far as I know, it's it's just us humans who make literature, but maybe I'm being ignorant.
0: (laughs) I completely agree. Well, yeah. thank you for all of that
1: yeah thank you thank you you're welcome (laughs) thank you thank you for thank you for having me and thank you for sharing your what you shared too
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right well yeah i guess our main uh following the i guess metaphor of the podcast we did on your page which i wanted to let you get, have a moment if you'd like to just shout out that podcast again, so everyone knows where they can find you after this.
1: Yeah, that podcast is called Overthinkers Anonymous. It's available on Spotify and Anchor and wherever you get your podcasts. I think except for except for Apple Podcasts, but I could be wrong. <laughs> I, I think it might actually be on Apple Podcasts. Just haven't I haven't checked.
0: <laughs> yeah, so don't quote me on that. <laughs> All uh,
1: right. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, thank you again for being on again. And um, stay psyched. (laughs) Stay psyched thank you so much for listening the intro and outro beat used on this podcast was made by my friend and producer pme he's super talented so make sure to check him out his links are always in the description and as always let me know what you're getting psyched about i do this podcast because i think getting psyched is done best when we do it together so please let me know and until next time stay psyched